Welcome to the Accelerate Your Mojo, the book and more podcast, where we make sense of being a spiritual being in a physical reality. Accelerate Your Mojo is a new kind of self-help. It's self-help from your total self, the only kind of help you truly need. If this is your first time visiting the Accelerate Your Mojo podcast, I want to say first of all, welcome. And second of all, this is a podcast that goes through some of the concepts that I think are so critical. If you're into spirituality, if you are a physical being, which you are, um, there's so many concepts in this book that help us with the ins and outs of day-to-day life. So stick with me as we go through this book and I give new examples, new ideas. If you don't have a copy, go ahead and pick one up on Amazon. And we're going to make these concepts real so that it makes sense to you how you can use your spirituality, your spirit soul, that aspect of you to make sense of all the things that happen in your day-to-day life. Not just the problems, but the things that you want to celebrate. So let's get started. Today we are applauding the body's natural ability to heal from a cold or a flu. I just got over a really nasty cold. I was so tired and all I wanted to do was sleep, but now I'm just feeling really grateful that I didn't have to do a whole lot to help myself heal other than rest and take some vitamin C. And I just want to celebrate this innate intelligence that our body has to do something critical for us, which is heal us and keep us alive. The one thing that's so easy to do when you are sick is do what your body is telling you, which is take a nap, rest. It's easy to not push against that, to not resist the the need that we have, which is to rest. The topic that I wanna talk about today has to do with certain things that we resist. When somebody won't listen to you, take for example, a child, or maybe it's your parent or a sibling or a really good friend, and you've got some awesome advice and you really feel like, you know what, you need to do what I'm saying. If you do, then you know what, it's gonna be better for you. Life is gonna be better because you take my advice. The other person doesn't necessarily want that advice. And here's my example. My oldest child, who is 17, I was trying to give some advice, different techniques to use to help with anxiety. And the interesting thing about kids is they don't want your advice. So I'm faced with a choice. I can take the position of me parent, you child, better listen which is a place of resistance. It's a place of pushing against. I'm pushing against an idea of her not listening to me. She's pushing against an idea that says, I don't want to listen to you. I've got my own plan for this. Just leave me alone. Or I could choose something else. Now, before we get into what the other choice is, I just want to talk about what it feels like to push against something. 
it doesn't feel good. That's the most generalized thing I can say about it. More specifically, it feels like anger, frustration, doubt, could possibly even be depression. There are lots of different emotional constitutions. Physically, the stomach can become upset. The body gets, adrenaline is released. It's almost like when you're angry, sometimes your heart starts racing, your lungs constrict, you get tense. You know, there's a physical reaction. That's an indication that you're pushing against something, an idea that is uncomfortable. In this situation, it was, I was thinking that I'm the parent, you need to take my advice. And when a child specifically doesn't want to take your advice, oftentimes it can even feel more like anger. You know, you need to listen to me. I've been around longer. I've got all this experience. And if you just do it my way, your life will be better. Now, what you can do when this happens, because oftentimes the child doesn't want it, no matter what age, you know, it could be somebody in high school all the way up into their 20s, 30s, 40s. This is different than safety of a toddler or a young child where we're talking about things where it's a safety issue, perhaps. You know, you you do have the upper hand in that situation. You don't want a young child to be unsafe. So yes, the child has to do what you say. I'm talking more specifically about older children, or you could insert, maybe this is a contrast with a parent or a friend. You're talking to a friend and you're like, you know what, if you just try this piece of health advice, your life will be better off. Or if you just read this book, or if you just relax a little, or whatever the advice is we're giving the friend, or maybe it's our parent or a coworker. Any situation in which we're giving advice We want the person to take advice because we're coming from a place of knowing better from our perspective, but the person doesn't want that advice. So there's a pushing against, and you know there's a pushing against. There's a constriction because of the way you feel both emotionally and physically. And if you can't come up with a name for that emotion, you can at least sense the tension involved in that. When you think about the idea, you feel something that's not so great. Well, this was happening, but I've had enough experience to know that that is not a great place to be, and I'm faced with a choice. And of course, when I thought about what my choices are, I offered to continue to talk about this. She didn't want to, so I could force it as a parent, which is, again, a place of resistance, a place of believing that I'm better than her, that I know more than her, that my advice will fix her. I've had enough life experience to know that being in those situations and trying to force my ideas on someone else never works out. Even if they take it, they probably take it with a sense of resentment, especially a child. They feel forced to doing what you want them to do versus following their inner guidance system. And I also want to say that when a person is following their path of least resistance, that may not be the ideal things that I want them to do. This is so important to understand, especially between parent and child, that when a parent is looking upon a child's life and the child doesn't seem like they're making the best choices or the right choices, 
That is an interpretation of what I think their life should be. Children are going to mess up. They're going to screw up. They have to have experiential learning. Experiential learning is an essential part of accelerating mojo. It means you have to go through the event to know what you want to do next, whether you want to repeat it or you want to do something different. So I'm trying to practice accelerate your mojo principles within the context of my relationship with all my children. But especially I need to take my own advice when I come up against a situation where I initially feel like I know more than you child, you need to do what I think you should do because then everything will be all better. That never works out. Everyone just feels horrible. So at least I've come to a point where I can recognize that and you will too. That's the cool part. When you set out to do this work, you've already set the intention. You don't need to do that. And it automatically begins to happen for you where you grow your awareness, you recognize resistance, and then eventually you choose to transition it to something better. The ideas, however, that I was coming up with when I thought about, you know, forcing my idea, being the one that's right, were things like, well, I'll just send her an email and explain my whole position. But she said she didn't want to talk about it. So that's still pushing against. The interesting part about this, and this is where AYM comes in, is when we transition emotions that don't feel good into something better. You have access to a whole nother level of ideas. I'm able through practice to have some flexibility and some awareness in what's happening between my emotions and the ideas that I've access to. So when I thought about, you know, being the one that's right, being the adult, you listen to me, child, I only had access to certain ideas. It still would have felt resistant, pushing against, trying to force myself onto this issue and making the child see it my way. When I switched and I thought, well, how else can I think about this? What happens when I say, I don't have to be right. You don't have to do it my way. You have an inner guidance system, child, in this situation, my child, that is guiding you down the right path for you. Even if it doesn't look like it's the right path for me, or if I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, there's a better way, there's an easier way, it's still, you know, it, it's not my place to say. The, the path of least resistance or the path of most allowance is to come from a place of how can I approach this from a place of unconditional love. And when I do that, I can transition my emotional constitution to something that feels better. And when I do that, I have access to ideas like I thought, well, maybe I could just compile letters of things that I wanted to say about the ways that I just love her. You know, the ways in which I appreciate her. That is the kind of idea that lessens the resistance, that get, that's, get, that's getting rid of the resistance because it isn't about me being right. It isn't about her having to do it my way. It's about coming from a place of unconditional love, but still taking action on something. Because when she goes away, goes away to college next year, I do want her to know how much I love her unconditionally. I don't want to be that person who she resists because... I tried to be right. I tried to be the one to have the most important ideas that she should listen to because nobody wants to be in that position. Nobody wants ideas forced upon them by somebody else. Even if it looks like 
they're not taking the best path in my opinion right as the as parents it's hard to do because we want to insert our idea our ideas onto our children because we think we know better it's really hard to step back and say you know what you're going to travel this path you have an inner guidance system that's helping you along the way and even if it looks like you're messing the whole thing up i have to trust that it is the best path for you so try that on for size see if there's something in your life where you can grow your awareness around an idea where you're pushing against when it comes to the concept of sharing opinions and advice with others. Again, it could be a coworker, a friend, a parent, a child. Notice how you feel a constriction in your body, how it doesn't feel good, how it feels like there's an argument forming. Notice that. See if you can shift perspectives. See if you can use your imagination and the vehicle of fluidity that the imagination gives us to imagine coming from a different place. Now, it doesn't have to be right away. Maybe it's two days later. Whenever you can get there, the transition of emotions doesn't have to be instantaneous. It can definitely happen over a period of time, one day, two days, a week, a month, however long it takes. It doesn't matter. But when you can transition to a different place emotionally, see what ideas you have access to that could foster an unconditional loving relationship instead of you do what I say relationship which doesn't feel great for anyone. And let me know what you think. Let me know how the ideas are going for you that we're talking about in this podcast. Love to hear from you. I'm gonna sing a happy song today. So okay.